Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting on my left is the King, and we're here to talk about NFL. How's you, King? Very well, thank you. Very excellent, good. Excellent, excellent. Well, we're getting even closer. I keep saying it every week until yeah. it's going to hit us in the face, but... Uh, just a few more weeks out from the draft, guys, so... Not long. We've got some more stuff to to look at, I think, today, King. Yeah, and our cheeky day off gives us about four in a row. Four four-day weeks. Ooh, Do you know yeah, we have a bank holiday this weekend in the UK, thanks to... Easter. Well, a mythical figure dying and then being resurrected. Yeah. No evidence. But um, <laughs> we've got loads to get through, actually, King. It's going to be jam-packed, hopefully. This, uh, uh, this episode is well should be we've got some news to get through first fantastic because, I've not been keeping up on it as always so you need to tell me well, about this the is news. what I'm going to tell you and you're going to react naturally it will be it brilliant. will be organic <laughs> yeah, nothing else <laughs> okay so a couple of quarterbacks have been uh, picked up over this week interesting good yeah not the ones you thought though no so first one is Matt McGloin nice no longer an Oakland slash Las Vegas Raider yeah he is now going to be backing up Nick Foles in Philadelphia Backing up the backup? Yeah. Okay. So oh, yeah, yeah, backing up the backup. So he's third string? He's now moved from second string to th- third string. Right. Well, he's, he was going to be third string this year anyway, I think, behind, think? behind Connor Cook. Cook. Move forwards? I think so. Yeah. And he showed enough, bearing in mind he'd never seen a snap in his life in Oakland and, and did play badly, but yeah. played well. Did, did well look playing badly? No. Looked no. good playing badly? I don't think so. Well, Punk wasn't wasn't really bothered about watching him go because EJ Manuel's just turned up, and as Punk says, EJ Manuel was a quality player. Yeah, according <laughs> according to we're going to hold him to this according one. to Punk Raider and no one, no else. one else. Yeah, not even Mrs. Manuel says that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's so, a nice little one year deal. It's a solid pickup for them. He's he's got some experience, and Foles has also got some experience, and they've got a decent QB rotation with a young quarterback who has a habit of. Because of his O line issues, and mm-hmm. I think was was it Lane Johnson? Or it something? was got right tackle. Got um, was suspended last season. He was S- tends to run for his life. He also has tenacity as well, which is fantastic. Went and had a couple of plays where he's spinning away from linebackers. Yep. And if you ask Cam Newton, it looks great in your first couple of years, <laughs> but those hits start to mount up. So, yeah. uh, at having some uh, having <laughs> some help potentially if needed is probably quite useful. For- yeah. And uh, David Fales is the other quarterback we've got to talk about, just I mean, very briefly. Mm. Moved from Chicago to Miami. Um, no details on that deal, but uh, he has actually got... No details on that man, frankly. No. No. Uh, 26? Don't know. <laughs> He's been the backup the whole time at Chicago. The fact that he hasn't really managed a game for Chicago... With with Matt Barkley, yeah. Brian Hoyer, Jay Cutler yeah. ahead of him. Yeah, no, he, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's going to do absolutely nothing there because... Yeah. Uh, Frankly, behind Matt Moore, Fra- who's behind Ryan Tannehill yeah. in Miami, so. and they love Matt Moore as well there in, in Miami. They so. do. He's, so. You know, he's serviceable. He's a solid backup. Ish. So yeah, those are the two quarterbacks that have been taken this week. So excellent. And Mr. Kaepernick and Mr. Cutler are still waiting for a phone call. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon, King? Do you reckon they'll be waiting until after the draft? Now we're getting very close. It's only a couple of weeks. So do you just leave it until after? they're still going to be there afterwards? Yeah, it, that's going to be an OTAs type situation when there's. Or training camp when there's, you know, hopefully not because we don't wish that on anyone. But there no. could be a Bridgewater type situation where someone gets injured uh, again. Hopefully, if it does happen, not as horrific as that one. Yeah. But um, 
I think those two are now going to be waiting for that that type of situation. They'll be the to first see. reserve type number, won't they? On the, yeah, on the kind of goal. thing. Yeah, we need someone with experience in case our fourth round pick in to use Dak Prescott as the example. Yeah, isn't working at the start of the season. Dak Prescott. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, if he's Connor Cook, another fourth round yeah. pick, and not <laughs> Dak Prescott. Let's have a couple of cornerbacks then. So uh, Nickel Roby has gone from Buffalo to the LA Rams. Okay, they sorely needed some uh, extra help there, didn't they? Yeah, but not a number one. So I don't know how much help he'll be. Nice to have a, a rotational guy, but yeah. he's not. He wasn't the standout there. That was Gilmore, wasn't it? Better than nothing, I suppose. Mm. And B W Webb, great name, has gone from the Saints to the Bears. So mm, B terrible, terrible uh, cornerback's gone from one terrible defense to another terrible defense. There you go. That's congratulations. About, I don't even B. need Webb. to say anything. Though. <laughs> Should also mention that John Sullivan, thirty-one years old, has gone as a center from the Redskins to the Rams. And uh, Marcus Cromartie's gone from the 49ers to the Bills. Another cornerback. Marcus Cromartie. Okay. Not Antonio. Not Dominic Rogers. No. Marcus Cromartie. Marcus. The little known. A 49ers cornerback has moved. So, brilliant news. Excellent. (laughs) There you go. That Swiss cheese defense is even worse. Yes. Mm. A couple of uh, re-signings, though. So, Desmond Trufon. Nice. Love a French name. You do? Five-year extension with the Atlanta Falcons. 68.75 mil. That's a hell of a lot. So we've almost 42 million guaranteed as well, King. So he's, he's averaging. A good he's a good good player. Missed the last seven games with a torn pec. Yeah. Pectoral. Yeah. But he's averaging uh, 14.75 mil over the next three years with that. So he's now in the top four paid cornerbacks. Yeah, that wasn't sort of mentioned enough really he um, missed some time at the end of last season he was their number one corner yeah and they still made the Super Bowl so it's um, to have him back hopefully that'll you know they'll continue their success because they are quite an entertaining team to watch just covers off a piece doesn't it for yeah absolutely team. absolutely and uh, Lardarius Webb of the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. he's re-signed to a three year contract max value there is a 10.5 mil so he was a third round draft pick back in 2009. Yep. But they moved him from cornerback last season because he's 31 now. Mm. And uh, showing some signs of slow off. But they hope that being with your old boy Eric Weddle is uh, teaching him a little bit about being a good safety. Yeah, grow a beard. Playing on the inside. And you'll become an ageless wonder. You're like <laughs> Samson. So, uh, yeah. I, and what a player to learn off at 31 years old. Um, yeah, Weddle's a legend. No, you know, I'm a Chargers fan. Yeah, he you, was an iconic player for us for a number of years. I was, yeah, he's a leader. Um, but he really wanted to go. Uh, and and some, had a Pro Bowl had a Pro Bowl type year last I was year. I say, he's got some gas in the tank, hasn't he? Yeah, he played really well. Played really well, which is why I think we're going to go safety because we've seen what he can do to another team. And our secondary, despite two very good corners, played quite badly. So, As a Steeler, I was very annoyed to see him turn up in the AFC North. Yeah, he'd have been a great pickup for you guys as well, to be fair. <laughs> He would have been. Well, yeah, okay. We've got enough old players on defense. <laughs> we could do about that. <laughs> okay, so away from uh, signing news, how about that? Uh, as we were talking about with Punk the other day mm-hmm. about the Las Vegas move, and Punk was saying, well, they've got to start looking at their rules on sports betting. Mm-hmm. Well, now the Las Vegas Sportsbook have been granted approval by the NFL for prop bets on the draft. Ah. So. You can't bet on specific players. You can't say Miles Garrett's going number one, for example. But you can say, I bet on X number of quarterbacks going in the first round or more offensive than defensive players or whatever. You know, you can do that kind of betting. So it's just the first, it's the gateway step, isn't it? It's the halfway house. It's dipping a toe, really. Isn't it? it is. It's not doing a lot more than that. But, um, well, it's a start, I suppose. 
they do need to make a change if they if they've made such an investment to move to that place that's such an integral part of Vegas mm-hmm. um, you know and it is a place that's synonymous with gambling and they need to embrace that frankly otherwise it's going to cause or could cause one of your more popular and well-known franchises to have issues in their new location. So yeah, uh, it's good to see them making steps and clearly are aware of that. But they need to hurry up. Frankly, the season's coming. It's nice to see them relaxing just a little bit, just to hopefully a sign of things to come. Yeah, and as long as no no one does anything stupid, then should be all right. So I don't it's know if- it's the Raiders. Yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, someone is going to do something stupid. Well, on that note, King, <laughs> don't know if you heard, but the Pro Football Arm Wrestling Championship at the MGM, MGM Grand Casino happened uh, last weekend in Las Vegas. I didn't know. Over 30 current and former NFL players attended. Uh, as I'm sure you must be aware, NFL players and officials are prohibited from appearing at any casino in a promotional capacity. Ah. Yes. So. Were they all just fans of it? Of the sport? They did partake in the event. In what in what way? As in they like were they actually did some arm wrestling. Oh well, that's fine. That's not advertising. That's well, just... it's a promotional capacity, and it was for a charity. So they're expecting some fines over this one. Do you want to know some of the play- the players that were there? Go, uh, Kenny Stills. Yeah, Dolphins wide receiver. Indeed, yeah. Navarro Bowman, linebacker who was injured the, all of last season. Yeah, it must have been his legs rather than his arms. It was his legs. <laughs> still. Uh, Marquette King, obviously, naturally punter for the Raiders. Uh, Marshall Lynch he's not a player though well he's thinking about coming back well he's not a player he's, now they can't find him if he comes back that's ridiculous he's not agent, a player at the moment his agent sidled out a little story about him wanting to join the Patriots everyone's trying everyone's the Patriots. exactly <laughs> and uh, James Harrison was there as well did James Harrison win he, I can't believe he wouldn't have done <laughs> apparently they were supposed to be um, screening this like next week or in a couple of weeks time so we may see that footage we may not but who knows apparently my there, are pictures, on, there are pictures of James Harrison arm wrestling Marshall Lynch my money's on James Harrison yeah <laughs> for the whole thing I mean, what's Kenny Stills doing there I don't know there were others wimpy wide receiver division apparently they must mm. have yeah so not really the best timing I mean they've just sanctioned prop bets and now we got this happening in Las Vegas it's a tough one if they're actually participating, mm. they're not. They're participants. They're not advertising. But them being there is promoting it. Yeah, that's not their fault. Ways. They're famous. They, yeah, that's ridiculous. They're at the MGM Grand King. They can't be there. That's ridiculous, though. I think that's ridiculous. That's they the can't be. Rules. They can't be at it's the way it is. Oh, that's outrageous. <laughs> that is outrageous. You're saying they can't go. To, they can't go and gamble because no. if a photo says they're gambling in the Venetian they can, in they Vegas, can gamble. Then surely that's advertising the Venetian. They can gamble also, when they get up on stage and when they start promoting. They got the signs about the casino in the background, and they're doing something for charity. You know. No, I don't know. It's for charity. Let them off. For let, charity. Let them off. I would love. I want to see that. Love to see James Harrison get a fine. <laughs> Someone deliver that fine to him. Yeah, by hand. Yeah, by arm. Goodell, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, that's most of the regular news that's going on. Kim. There we go. But a segment that I dearly love has come back with a vengeance. Oh, wow. What is that? They've been at it again, King. Who has? Felony Watch. It's Felony Watch. Oh, my God. Felony Watch is back. Yep. We've got a bumper crop today. 
I don't even know what let's, that means. Should we get started? No one knows what that means. <laughs> Why don't you know what that means? All right, let's start then with a big name, Tremaine Brock. Yeah. Cornerback for the San Francisco 49ers has been released following his arrest for alleged domestic violence. Alleged, but was immediately released. Yeah. We had a punter who lasted three games. <laughs> and he was convi- he, he pled guilty to it. Yeah. So if it's alleged and they've so released him immediately. Take the air quotes off it. You're pretty sure they've had some they've had <laughs> some a, internal investigation. They've yeah. had a behind closed doors chat and something's about to come out, so Yeah, only twenty eight he played all sixteen games last season for the Yeah, he's a decent player. Was. He's a decent player. You just from I, you just hope it's not he clearly it's bad and I I'm all for a team releasing someone based on in those situations, but you just hope it's not it's not too severe based on them immediately releasing him because there's yeah. been too much of that lately, frankly. Yeah, we could do without that. Mm. So and it's, and it's all Brock. been brought to the forefront as well with the Joe Mixon situation coming into the draft. So not a good time. Not that there is one, but <laughs> it's on the forefront of everyone's minds at the moment because it keeps getting mentioned. So yeah, yeah I, I totally understand why the Niners would drop him. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a shame though because he is one of those names at least on the defence that's pretty sparse yeah and at least we can also write off the fact that the Niners are going to draft Joe Mixon because if they have that sort of tolerance to it no way are they that guy's off their board so good for them okay so how about Travon Boykin Seahawks backup QB he was arrested last Thursday so it's been a little while now yep Um, he was violating probation uh, from June 16 uh, yeah because he was fighting a cop in public intoxication and drug possession back then so he was on probation and then gets caught in a car crash he was the passenger right alright so he was out in Dallas yep and this woman was driving mm-hmm. although she just kind of reversed into eight people and into the side of a club so Norm was killed but people were injured in that he was found in the passenger seat and he had drugs on him or something and so now he, that's a violation of his probation and so now he's looking at maybe yeah. some jail time maybe maybe some jail time Definitely still, some unemployment processing time. Processing that he's he's uh, posted bail, of course, but uh, yeah, well, he's definitely looking at some unemployment time. He actually yeah. played last year and looked decent. Boykin, when uh, Wilson was injured, he came and stepped in and, and played for a little bit. So it's been a frustrating time for him, but he had that hanging over him. From, oh yeah, no, it must be frustrating summer. to keep getting caught with drugs in your. I have no <laughs> sympathy for him at all. Well, fighting police officers. Yeah, just the... yeah, no, that guy. He sounds like a stand-up guy, Jim. <laughs> Stop keep, on the keep field, defending, man. Keep defending Stop him. Stop yeah. on the field. Keep defending him. <laughs> Leave it on the field. Right. Let's do the next one then. Mm-hmm. I got, I got a couple more here. Wow. <laughs> Junior Galette. Ah, Redskins. Yes. Linebacker. 29 years old. He was arrested on Friday for disorderly conduct and failure to comply. Do you know what they did to him? Yeah, they tasered him. They tased his ass. <laughs> Do you know where he was? I don't actually know if it was his ass. He was at the Biloxi Black Beach Weekender in Mississippi. Okay. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's basically spring break. Oh, no, I've not you If you Google Biloxi Black Beach Weekend and find the official website, you'll find some harrowing footage of uh, twerking going on there oh dear yeah it's not just... not galette was it not galette twerking well no. he was when he got tasered <laughs> 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 uh yeah it's a bit of a bad one for him really because obviously he was at he was for new orleans wasn't he for a long time he was yeah and just got re-signed this off season didn't he have submissions at new orleans which meant that they then left he and did. joined the redskins yeah 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 so and he's had an achilles injury since 2014 so he hasn't played 
He's a decent player. They wouldn't player. take a chance on him. And I thought he was. That, a, so. I thought he was a steal for the Redskins because I thought he was a really good player when he was at the Saints. Well, not really good, but he was a decent player at the Saints. And then, you know, yeah, he's not played because of injury. But yeah. that's it's it's kind of also. I can also just totally understand why a policeman would tase a NFL linebacker. Yeah, if you see him in the flesh. That would be yeah. incredibly daunting. There'd be a lot of flesh. Please, sir, stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had a fight and then everyone ran away. There were over 50, uh, 52 arrests at that weekend. Jesus. So, he was just one of them, but obviously the most high profile. And the biggest, so got he got tased. for his, his policy. <laughs> That's it. I, I suppose, Jim, in, in your, you know, using your train of thought then, I'm, he's advertising tasers, so he's going to get fined for that as well, because he's famous. Oh, promoting And they it. keep mentioning his name with tasers. <laughs> Is that how it works? Rules. I didn't make the rules. I don't agree with the rules. I don't know. You just That's enforce. Outrageous. You just enforce the rules. You make the rules. <laughs> I just write them and put them on the board. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, King, we've mm-hmm. actually got a sentencing here. Titus Young, oh dear. former Detroit Lions, and then very, very briefly, yeah, Boise uh, State wide receiver. Sent- oh, well done. Uh, Is that set- right? Can I can I finish well, saying St. Louis right. Rams? No. <laughs> uh, he's been sentenced to four years after pleading guilty to one count of felony battery causing serious bodily harm. So back in February of last year, he got into a fight with his neighbour in Los Angeles. He broke into his neighbour's house. No, no, this is separate. This is. Oh, he did that. As well. He did too, didn't he? Of course yeah. He did. No, actually, you're thinking about back in May 2013 when he got arrested three times in one week. Yes, I am thinking of that. So his first, back then, his first arrest was for suspicion of driving under the influence. And uh, then the next one was he tried to steal back his car from the police impound. Mm-hmm. So because they impounded his car, he tried getting it back, got caught trying to get it back out of the impound. The third one was when he was found, I think, inside his own house or inside his neighbor's house, trying to steal something, ran away from the cops. The cops caught him. You're a wide receiver and you got run down by a... LA cop yeah not good and uh, yeah so not good for Titus Young no but I don't know there was a follow up story when they were asking his parents about what had happened he's mentally ill is that well, right well they seem to think there may have been some sort of follow on from concussions he was concussed in high school again in college and they think that something may have destabilised inside his head because that's he, not a normal person that does all those things. No, he had problems at the Lions. I mean, if you read into it, he started off okay, but mm. about halfway through his first season, he started getting very withdrawn from conversations. He started fights on the field against opposing players. Mm. He started fights with his offensive coordinator. You know, they tried to keep up with him, but in the end, they let him go. Rams picked him off off waivers, the only team that went for him, and he was there for 10 days. Um, Jeff Fisher couldn't work with him, but Jeff Fisher can't work with many people, so... No, and that's it, and that's been it. Really, he's been in and out of jail, and um, it's got four years though. Yeah, he he's been in county since August. You hope that it well, it, you know, he uh, he can get some support and stuff while he's in there because yeah. he sounds he's not hurt anyone or anything well, like that. Serious bodily harm. Oh, so he, sorry, I missed that last one. So I I cut been, you he off. He pled guilty to the felony battery. Oh, I cut you off. So there. he has. He's oh, well. gone and smacked his neighbour up. I hope he. Uh, I hope he gets some help regardless. That's because that that's sounds really, like an it? unstable individual rather yeah, than when, someone. When you read into it fully, yeah, maybe prison isn't the, the best place for this guy. No, no, probably maybe some sort of therapy might be better. In. A- absolutely, and he was a talented player coming out of uh, Boise. He was a good. Good receiver. I think he was a th- what, third round pick, I think. But he'd had problems in college, and so 
they were they were worried about picking him. He was supposed to be first round, but he, he was a first he round talent, yeah, because of his his attitude. Yeah, he was a first round talent who sort of fell into the. I think it was the third round or fourth round, maybe. I can't remember. I can't remember. I don't. Know, I think it was third round, off the top of my head. We'll say third round. He can't argue. No. Okay, so that's the end of uh, Fernandy Watch then, King. Let's take a break and let's get back and do our main feature, shall we? Let's, let's. Sweet. Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. We've just done all the latest news and Fernandy Watch, more importantly, King. So everyone's up to date on who's beyond bars. <laughs> yeah. And it's time for us to do our main segment then for today. Mm-hmm. And we're going to look at the teams that have multiple choices in round one of this year's draft. So there are three teams yep. with two picks. Yeah. So we're going to look into what they could potentially do because we've done our mock draft, mm-hmm. but that goes on the theory that everyone's going to pick in their position, which we know doesn't happen. No. People move around. Teams get desperate. They do. Other teams like to move down in the draft just to acquire more picks indeed yeah so what I want to do is just go through the three teams and the Cleveland Browns Tennessee Titans and New Orleans Saints and see what you King would do with the ammo that they've got yep. so I'll let, I'll let you know what they've got in this draft mm-hmm. and maybe extra draft do you know who came up with this concept about who? the points no the who? points concept which is why there's a certain value put on each draft pick was it Art Rooney no <sighs> It was uh, Jimmy, jo- Kraft. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Ooh. Yeah. When he was at the Cowboys. Came up with the whole... Not at the Dolphins? No. When he was okay. at the Cowboys. Came up with the idea. So it was worth... The first overall pick was worth X amount of points. Come mm-hmm. on, it was like 4,000 or something. Right. 6,000. And it goes down about 300 each time until you get like further and further down. So it's basically... And then the second round's even more and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's... Um, yeah. So he's the one who came up with the concept. Okay. So this is what we're talking about for those of you who don't or aren't aware of the draft. I just happen to absolutely love it. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, so teams work on a point system and say the f- if you're eighth and you've got to get up to, you want the first overall pick, X amount of points in theory, hypothetical, mm-hmm. it's not a real thing, um, need to be exchanged to then yeah it, have an equal value kind of thing. So I mean, if it wasn't confusing enough or stressful enough anyway... I've given you that about, explanation. Yeah. yeah, worrying about where you're going to be, well, where your position is, and who's going to be available at that time. Mm-hmm. You then start getting phone calls from other teams asking about your your fourth round pick or something else. You know, yeah. There must be people. I mean, they call it a war room. For those that don't know, it is really like a war room, isn't it? They've got people thinking about everything. Yeah, every position. Who's just been taken? Who's likely to be taken by this team ahead of us? And what other teams might we get a phone call from? They're planning this out like, as we speak, aren't they? Gideon? They must be speaking. Their teams will talk pr- prior to the draft to yes. understand. There'll be some arrangements made well in advance. Or at least, yeah, if they're not arrangements, there'll be an understanding of whether teams are comfortable trading out the position they're in for greater value with regards to picks. Yeah. Or whether teams are happy and they think that they're in a safe place to pick the, the player they actually want. Mm-hmm. And they'll also then look, they'll base those phone calls on other teams they think who will want the same player as them so right. that they can jump in front of them to grab the player before he then comes off the board before them. Yeah. So it's all very complicated and convoluted, but but for it's bloody exciting despite mm. the fact 
it lasts about seven hours because each team gets <laughs> 15 minutes a pick. Yeah. But it's so exciting because you don't know who, one, you don't know who's going to get picked and there's some shockers normally. And two, yeah, you don't know whether there's going to be trades or who they're trading up for or what. It's it's very, very interesting. And we had a couple of teams last season that traded out their position well in advance of the draft. We did, yeah. The Titans are one of them. Yes. And... Uh, so that means that's why they've got extra picks going into this draft. Indeed, yeah. And the Browns as well moved out of their pick, mm-hmm. so they were second. I think it was, wasn't it? The Browns, yeah. Browns gave yeah, up they, their they pick gave up their pick for Wentz, for, yeah, for the Eagles, mm-hmm. and the Rams as well gave up their. Well, they traded into the first position spot, and that's why you're not seeing them picking in this first round. No, you and actually, seen... what's interesting is the Eagles did some really shrewd business and then traded Sam Bradford later. Yes. To regain a first round pick, so, so yeah, they're still their Wentz the trades look looking pretty solid. To be fair, because they t- they got rid of a first for Sam Bradford. Yeah, so yeah, there's always someone willing to take it. Well, it's a bit of shrewd business, I think, from Eagles. Oh, very good. Yeah, mm. but we haven't seen a team do that yet. We haven't seen a team trade out their position for this year's draft. No, apart from the Patriots. Patriots, they're the, they're the last pick. Doesn't and actually, really I think it's a, the more coveted pick is the first pick on day two, which is the second round. Yeah. Because there was that's, a chance to kind of breathe. And yeah. Go, oh, okay, reassess, so look at the big boards, yeah. How many defensive players have gone? Because this is going to be a defensive draft. Mm-hmm. How many of those quite special looking offensive players, I'm not talking about quarterbacks necessarily, but some of those tight ends, wide receivers, running backs, there's going to be a few still on that board. And Yeah, and what, sim- what happened? Browns are going to be picking 33. What happened maybe. last year was the, um, the, the interesting one was the, uh, the injured players. So the likes of Miles Jack and um, yes, and uh, Jalen Smith as well. Jalen mm-hmm. Smith, who saw no time last year for the Cowboys, no. who prior to his last ever game for Notre Dame was, in my opinion, the best player in the draft last year, and we still haven't seen him. Was injured. Taylor Decker pushed him after a play, done his knee in, but he was I think second or third pick in the uh, in the second round. So it's when you start to see these injured players, the likes of. Um, is it Sydney, Sydney Jones? Yeah, Sydney Jones. Sydney Jones. Other players who've got injuries as well. Tat McKinney apparently is going to slide because he's got an injury. Um, there's a few other players as well. So, you know, when are you going to see these guys come off the board? So, those first few picks on day, day two are, are, are worth a lot as well. Okay. Well, what I'm going to do then, King, is I'm going to let you know what the, the Browns, mm-hmm. who have a lot of picks, they do. What they have in this draft and the next draft because you might want to use some of that ammo they've got eight picks in the first two rounds of the next two drafts <laughs> let me tell you That's they've astounding. got they've got two picks in this first round then so okay. the first pick and the 12th pick yeah in the second round they've got their own pick which is 33 mm-hmm. and they've got the Titans pick which is 52 okay mm-hmm. then they've got their own pick in the third round so we've got five picks so far yep fourth round they've got their own pick fifth round they've got three picks that's their own. The Patriots pick and a compensatory pick. Sixth round, they've got their own pick. Seventh round, they've got the Colts pick. A two, three, three. Wow. So, <laughs> Let's just stop there. That's enough. Then, you know, I don't know what the value is. Of that's the 11. Smaller. They've got 11 overall this draft. That's crazy. What about next year? Next year, they've got the first rounder. They only have a... Tra- in the next year's draft, they'll only up got in my opinion from what I've seen they'll only go up to the third round because it's tough to project future picks so what you'll normally see is a first, second, third and fourth this year mm-hmm. and then a second next year like well, they won't normally go below the third round if, 
you say that, mm-hmm. but they've got a first round pick, two uh, sorry, three second round picks, a third round pick, two fourth round picks, a fifth round pick, two sixth round picks, and a seventh round pick. Wow. They have got some ammunition to go up <laughs> and get some. Yeah, they've got three second round picks next year. Yeah, that's a trade to number one for the quarterback of the future mm. type job. Um, I think they're going to... Frankly, the fact that they're in 1 and 12, I don't think there'll be a lot of movement from them in the first round, frankly. They're not no. gonna, they're not trading that number one because Garrett's just a blue-chip no. cha- talent. Um, and 12, They've done that enough. I mean, they, they drafted out Carson Wentz. Yeah. You can't keep doing this. There's no. There's a reason you're picking this high up every draft. It is true, but you can't... If uh, None of those quarterbacks are worth the first, first nope. overall pick, no, no, and no, no, none no. of those quarterbacks are worth losing a player like Garrett. Yeah, Miles Garrett, yeah. Because if they don't take him, the Bears, uh, sorry, the Niners, are going to get about a thousand calls from teams just going, we'll we'll take it, we'll take it, we'll take it off you. So he's he's that good, Garrett. Um, So I think Garrett's number one. I think most people know that. Mm -hmm. 12's actually a decent slot for them because we don't know if they're sold on a quarterback. If they are, and they're genuinely worried the Niners, Bears... Jets, maybe the Chargers, frankly, would want to go up and get a quarterback. They've got enough room, got and they've got and, Bills and they've well. got the ammunition. Yeah, I don't think the Bengals will. I think they're still happy with Dalton. Um, the Bills is a Fans tough are. one. True, but the Bills <laughs> Bills is a tough one because their first and second round pick last year got injured. Yeah, um, they've just franchised Taylor, so he's got he's getting paid. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough for them. There's going to be too many good players for them to take a quarterback. I think based you on... thought so, but yeah. Well, you don't. You never know, do you? But this is the thing. So that twelfth means they're in a really good place to see where the first couple of picks go, following their original, and then trade up if they need to. If they're really sold on a quarterback, if not, there's an, it's a deep enough draft that you can keep the value in the stock you've got to co- even come back into the first later. If you think that if someone like a Trubisky or a Watson's there in the sort of 20s you can maybe trade back in there and try and get one or even a Pat Mahomes which everyone's raving about if uh, the Saints want to get rid of one of those get rid of their 32nd pick that they they got for Brandon Cooks to get some more ammunition mm. um, or get some additional picks back because they've got they've got a lot of holes the Saints so similar to the the Browns you could take all these players and it would really help your team but if there's one guy you really want Browns could trade back in at the late if they're going to trade in it'll be at the end of the end of the first for one of these quarterbacks I think this is where you should be picking superstars this first round there's there's no reason why you shouldn't no. hit something good yeah I mean we're constantly seeing them not people not hitting on the right player oh well, yeah we we funny enough we saw just before we started this so the Dion Jones situation third overall Dion with Jordan. Miami Dion Jordan sorry third overall by Miami in 2013 has three total career sacks yeah you can miss on players. I think three. He has been banned for two years, basically. Do, for doesn't matter. Abuse policies. Well, even if you go two back with the Browns as the example, Barcavius Mingo, who yeah did absolutely nothing for the Patriots this year, except now has a ring. <laughs> um, you know, he he did nothing for the Browns as well. So you can really miss on these players, and they can't afford to do that. Yeah, I think that's why they've been maybe not so sure. And and Jackson was sort of wor- sort of not worming, getting his sort of. Um, his balance within the organisation, understanding what, assessing his his needs and what he wants to do moving forward with the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they've done quite a good job collating a number of picks, as you said, eight, 
in the first two rounds this year and next year um, that they've got enough ammunition to go get someone if they want them or just take some really good players with some really high draft picks. So I think if, they're in a good if situation. If you were the, the GM then for the Browns, this mm-hmm. is the question then, would you use up some of those second round picks you've got next year if you're to move back into the first round? I think if you've got three second round picks yep. I'm, and the quarterbacks are there next year. Right. Use them then. If the SC quarterback comes out, I'm trade. I'm trading those. Donald. Yeah, I'm trading those, and he plays as well as we all expect him to. I'm trading back to number one next year and taking him. So you're not, you're going to keep what you've got this year. You've I'm got your taking. Two picks. I'm taking one. I'm taking you one. And four 12. picks in the first two rounds anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm taking three fifth round picks. Taking one and twelve, and I'm tra- I'm trading a one, maybe two twos and another one, and keeping one of the seconds next year. Okay, but you're not looking at moving down anywhere. No, if they're going to trade, they're going to move up rather than down. Yeah, unless twelve, twelve's in play because there's going to be this little run on linebackers. Yes, I think, and one of the teams, either the Raiders, maybe the Giants, the Raiders, Seahawks, not Seahawks, sorry, or the Chiefs might want to make a trade to go up from the early twenties, early to mid twenties. Mm-hmm up to 12 to take if if Ruben Foster is still there at 12 oh, they're all yeah. teams that want him and one of those teams I think will, could Browns could trade and move back 10 spots because if they want to take a quarterback which you said they did in our mock draft yeah I am taking Watson at 12 yeah you could probably the likelihood is you could probably move back to 22 or 23 say they do it with the Giants and all of a sudden then you can still get Watson at 23, but you've probably picked up another two second round picks. There probably is a thought, isn't there, King, that once you got out of the top 10, the teams below 10 maybe don't need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Or they're in a certain position where they they probably think, well, we can at least deal with, we don't need to give a first round to a quarterback. So yeah. they'll be looking at some of these specialist players. Yeah, there is a risk involved, as we said. Teams there's can jump in risk. front of you. Yeah, some other but... team could jump up. But there's maybe a slight bit more comfort that some of these teams don't absolutely and if you could get an additional two, say two second rounds to move up ten spots yeah or two, um, a one two ones and a two and all of a sudden then you've got you've now got another two, two first rounders next year as well or trade one and then an extra one next year and you've got two in the two next year's draft again more ammunition if you think the quarterback's there later there's enough players certainly defensive backs um for you to go back in this draft and take some solid players, still help your defence, you get the best linemen yeah. in the draft, frankly, that I've seen for a very, very long time. You then can go and get one of these corners or safeties if if one of them's fallen, because I keep hearing Hooker's falling because he's injured. But if you can get one of these guys in the 20s and then add another first-round pick, I think that's shrewd business from the Browns, because they are so far off. They are so far <laughs> off. Yeah, You can see... What Andrew Luck's done. Andrew Luck, Luck took a team that was what one and fifteen mm-hmm. to ten and six his first year, made yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, but th- there's not a big enough supporting cast that they can't. There's no inroads he can make. He, they're not going to become a champion from uh, having one franchise quarterback. It makes massive difference that one win to ten wins, but you're not going to be pushing for championships unless you can build a team. Miles Garrett can't do that. No, either he. No. no matter how good he is, he's not a defensive end. Can't take you from one and fifteen. No, up to ten and six. No, he can't. JJ Watt can do it for the Texans. No, absolutely. But you look at someone like the Seahawks who did it recently. Drafted shrewdly, picked yep. up Bell Thomas in the thir- first round. They picked up um, 
Sherman in the third round from Stanford. They picked up um, Chancellor in, I think, the second or third round as well. Mm-hmm. They've got all these guys they picked up in a later round pick. Malcolm Smith, I think, was a sixth round pick. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, you're building a, de- a defensive unit. You hit on a third round quarterback in Russell Wilson. All of a sudden, then, within two seasons, they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like it. Once you get the quarterback, yeah, you can make that quick transition. But you, but you have to have the team around them. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I think the Browns are doing it right. Frankly. So probably a more intriguing uh, proposition than is the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. So let's just go through. That's a little bit easier mm-hmm. for you, King. So we've got two picks in the first round. They've got their own pick, which was number. Oh, sorry, the Rams pick, mm-hmm. which was five. Yep. And they've also got their own pick, which was eighteen overall. Mm-hmm. They've got nothing in the second round. Okay. So they're not picking there, but they've got. Uh, two picks in the third round again yep. their own and the Rams mm-hmm. then the fourth round fifth round sixth round and seventh round they got one pick each okay so knowing that you've got nothing in the second round yep knowing that they've got a quarterback that they believe is franchise I think most people believe he's franchise frankly you're grinning because I know you <laughs> you just don't like him because you really like Winston and we had a debate when they were both drafted well, I think he was oversold. He's he's the most devastating callback in the red zone over the last two years. Okay. It's unbelievable. That is true. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny a fact. But I'm he just is. saying he's not he's not the kind of quarterback I get excited about. No. What uh, like a good one. <laughs> yeah, like a good one. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. He's not wearing a big so, enough boot for you, is he's he? He's not. No. <laughs> it's not doesn't have his name's not too long and no one can it's spell not, it. It's not flirting with retirement and then coming back. Coming back like a champ. There you go. Let's okay. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. as you are now the Titans GM. Yep. Are you thinking about potentially moving out of 18, keeping the fifth pick because you want a great player? Yep. But maybe taking offers for that 18th pick to maybe move into the second round with a couple of picks in there. Yeah. Again, similar thing with the Browns at 12. Um, if one of these guys slides, especially the linebackers, frankly. Yeah. There's a few teams that want my receivers towards the, the back end of the draft as well. Um, or, again, this really talented running back class. There's some people there. If Dalvin Cook's there and all of a sudden the, the Chiefs or the Packers are like, we're going to miss out on one of these guys. Packers don't do a lot normally, but they they do trade up if they really rate a player. They traded up to get Clay Matthews from the Patriots. Yes. So if they do like a, a player, now. it was, but they're known to have done it. So if the Packers could move from 29 up to 18 and take a Dalvin Cook, as an example, mm-hmm. then, because the interesting thing, the, one of the teams that everyone keeps talking about is the Bucks that want a running back. They're not they sold do. on Sims, and the Muscle Hamster's just a hamster now. So they are, <laughs> they're not sold. And... The Bucks at 19, Gosh. this is one of those situations where you leap up above the Buccaneers, take a running back that you think they might they might take. So 18's a prime spot for one of those linebackers, running backs, or even one of those quarterbacks. But I just think that there's a few, there's going to be someone who slides down to 18 that no one expects. And 18's a prime prime bit, uh, spot. They can move back in the first Take a, take another solid player again, help that defense because that offense moves pretty well. If one of those solid, uh, you know, um, nice tight ends that we talked about, I think, I think yeah. we had him taking OJ Howard. Actually, I think I did have him taking OJ yeah, Howard. But even if it's Njoku later on in the draft, or you know, one of the other guys, Ingram, Ingram, even back end of the first round, 
you've helped your offense there. You've helped solidify that run game, which is the smash mouth sort of game you want to play. And you can help with a fifth pick. You can get a Lattimore. You can get um, a hooker. You could, you know, potentially get one of the other. Um, Allen as well. Yeah. Uh, Adams, sorry. Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams, yeah. Um, not Jonathan Allen. Not Jonathan Allen. Jamal Adams. But you could get a secondary to help your... Uh, someone in your secondary to help your defence as well. So I think that you can get an immediate starter who's going to come in and hopefully be a pro bowler moving forward. Mm-hmm. And then also pick up some, get some really good value, get another second round pick, or maybe even two over the next two years for someone even to move up three, four picks. So they're in a really good spot, the Titans, and I think they will do that. Frankly, I think they're being smart about how they're doing their business, and it's the right thing to do. Because they've got nothing. Not like the Browns have got been stockpiling picks. Their next three drafts are just the same as normal. Yeah, the normal seven. Absolutely. If you if someone moved. If the well, let's say the Packers then move from twenty nine up to eighteen, the likelihood is they're going to have to swap first, then give them a second this year and a second next year, maybe even a third next year as well. So you could there's some value in that. Yeah. Moving down, if you're if you're you think one of the players you want to take back there uh, is still going to be available at twenty seven or twenty nine, sorry, then you absolutely have to make that trade. Mm. So yeah, I, I think you're right. I think as much as they probably there'll be players there at 18 they will want. Mm-hmm. You're right. You you want to have more picks. Yeah, because it's you know there should still be decent players later on in that draft. Yeah, typically what teams do is they have a grading system, so they mark them out of 100. Right. So they might have 10 players with an 89 grade, say as an example. It's a bit like Madden on the on yeah PlayStation or Xbox. So if they've got enough players that they think have got a similar... Held down by your console choice there, King. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't, yeah. yeah. In case anyone Keeping wants to sponsor us. Yeah, yeah we're here. Um, if they've got enough players with a similar grade or a close enough grade within a pool that they're ha- a position that may be of need, yeah. they absolutely will move back because they're like, well, actually, we're 11 picks back. We've got 10 players. The likelihood of those 10 Fingers players crossed. going, yeah. we're going to be fine. And we've... You know, we're not sacrificing anything from a grade standpoint, mm-hmm. so that's why those sort of trades happen. So that'd be interesting because the Titans, that 18 pick, that tends to be when you start to see a slide on a on a position, uh, not a slide, sorry, a, a sort of run on a position. Whether that's yeah. oh my god, one of the wide receivers has gone and people start panicking. We saw that last year, didn't absolutely. We? So yeah, so you have three in a row go. Yeah, yeah. So it's a really nice spot for them to actually do some business and and get some extra picks this year. The last one we're going to talk about then today is the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. They've got a they've got a few picks in this draft. So they've got two in the first round. They've got the eleventh and mm-hmm. the thirty second. Yep. Because they've lost Brandon Cooks. Yep. They've got one pick in the second round, one pick in the third, mm-hmm. nothing in the fourth, nothing in the fifth, one in the sixth, and one in the seventh. Yep. So there's a big gap after the third round where they've just got two more picks. Um I don't know about you, King, but I tend to think that sixth and seventh rounds are kind of pointless, and I would always look to use those to then maybe get a third round, you know, from someone. Well, just do the next. Just, I just here's the next ten player. years of seventh round picks. Yeah, just do that. We'll I, have I your don't third round. Care pick. about the seventh round? Who's no one's even watching the seventh round? No, the last person taken is called Mister Irrelevant. Yeah. So. But Bre- Tom Brady teams... was taken in the sixth round. Oh, yeah, okay. And Tavis well, now... Murray was taken in the sixth round. Yeah, but you should be picking better players with the earlier drafts. Why, what I don't understand is why don't more teams just say, well, look, look, we'll give you the sixth and seventh rounds for the next couple of years. Let's have a third or a second rounder for that. 
Yeah. Because I think the Patriots will do that because they love just accumulating. They love moving out of the first round. The first time they've been given the first rounder in years and they trade out of it to get Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Yeah, they they do it on the value perspective though, don't they? But when you look at those Saints, that Saints draft then, mm-hmm. like I said, after the third round, they've got four picks and then they've got nothing until the sixth round where they've got two more picks yeah. before the end of the draft. Why not just say f- it? Let's get rid of the sixth and seventh round as well. And let's get ourselves something in the fourth or something in the third. Well, let's go sixth, seventh, and third and move back into the second. Yeah. It's, just um, give it all. Just just go for it. Yeah. Especially if you're... I mean, do you think they might trade out at the 32nd? I think they think? possibly will. Ooh. One thing you need to be aware of, though, with the Saints is the Ricky Williams trade left yeah. a bad taste in their mouth because they traded the entire draft to go and get him. Yeah, we should probably tell people just in case they don't know about what happened with Ricky Williams. Yeah, so Ricky Williams, so running, back. running back from Texas, yep. was an absolute legend, frankly. was I, In that draft, frankly, the best player there. Um, and it was Mike Ditka, wasn't it? Traded the whole yeah. draft yeah. to go up and get him. <laughs> All seven picks. All seven picks. And I think... The, Two or one or two the year after or something. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. It was ridiculous to move up to go and get him in the first round, and then he ha- he lived in a dingy room. There's a documentary on it, thirty for thirty ESPN. Yeah, he lived in a dingy room, hated New Orleans, and then ended up having a two thousand yard rushing season for the Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a really good player. He just likes smoking weed a lot, and uh, he was one of the people that was always caught with weed, wasn't he? And he was just a bit messed up, I think. Yeah. Not messed up, actually. I think he was just a bit of a free a lot spirit. Of pressure on him. He was just a free spirit. I think that's just how he is. Seriously, if you yeah. watch the documentary, it's, it's amazing. Actually, I'd recommend it. But yeah. he, I think, because of that. That still looms over them. Of course it does. You traded a whole draft. (laughs) He only retired about five years ago. Officially, officially, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you think that his his mind retired about ten years ago? (laughs) I can't believe they'd get rid of the eleventh pick because they've got so many holes. No, they're not. They need. They're taking someone at that pick. Thirty two is an interesting one. We saw what happened last year with Paxton Lynch, a team. the Broncos trade, trade up, yeah. last pick of the draft, and takes takes the quarterback if there's one still available. Yeah. Um, Teddy Bridgewater was the same, wasn't he? No, uh, Bridgewater was the second round, I thought. I thought it was Geno Smith was the second round. I thought Teddy Bridgewater, they moved back into the first round. Oh, it could be. You could be right. I think I'm right. It could be right. Um, I'll ask Vikings Stewart about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's some trade bait there if they want to accumulate some picks. That is an interesting point there, King, about teams moving back in to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the night, you want your fans to go home with a good memory, don't you? You do. And you also, you want to pick on that quarterback that's going to be the franchise for also, you. Also, that's a team that if one of those guys is still available, and again, the grade's high enough. Yeah. They've got Drew Brees in place. It's really hard He's to miss on a... seven now, tr- Yeah, absolutely. But it means you could sit a, a Pat Mahomes behind him a couple of years. Yeah, if you don't trade Perfect. that position. Perfect, yeah. But if... It's really, really difficult for a franchise to miss on a quarterback in the first 10, 15 picks. Yeah. It's just really difficult. And fans won't accept it. It puts your franchise back five, six years. If you We've do got it with the third. examples in the league right now. Absolutely. But if you do it in the 32nd pick, look at Paxton Lynch. I know there's a couple of people going, is he a bust already? But no one really cares. He's the 32nd player taken in the draft. It's not as big a deal. You look at Romo, you look at. It gives Manziel. you a little bit more leeway, doesn't it? Look at EJ Manuel. It's not as much pressure on these guys. It's not as much pressure on your franchise. And 
if you're going to take a quarterback Saints and you think that you're going to move on from Bree shortly, that could be a perfect place to take one and not put as much pressure on either the player or yourselves for that player to be an absolute winner immediately. Mm. So that's an interesting it's an interesting spot for them because I don't know if any of them will slide there and frankly I think people will be worried that the Saints are looking to move on from on from well not move on from Breeze but he won't he's not got too many years left in the tank okay he what? was the 32nd pick he was good shout in 2014 draft. good shout I was right did the Patriots have a non-pick though so that, did that make him the first pick in the second round <laughs> I'm being I serious. don't know I don't know I don't know much okay. <laughs> I can't know so much King come on I'm not you but uh all right, so we think that out of those three teams, two of them might move out of their pick, might, might move down, or do you think the Saints are going to keep that thirty second? Then I think when you're the Saints GM now, what are you doing? I think the Saints, if there's an offer there, yeah, I'm taking it, okay. unless I'm sold on one of the quarterbacks and they slide. So if someone calls up saying we'd like your thirty second pick, but you know that someone like Pat Mahomes, if Pat or, Mahomes is available on thirty two, yeah. I think they'll take him. Okay. If he's gone, I'm trading out that pick. Because I think someone like Deshaun Kaiser or someone else is going to still be available at that point. Ooh. So I'm. And they're only picking at 42 after that anyway, so it's only another 10 picks. Yeah. And they get another go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm going to do that. And actually, for that first rounder, what you might get is a first rounder next year, which could be better for you. Um, Because obviously, that's next year's pot luck. But if you trade with a team whose quarterback gets injured and they've had a slide, all of a sudden you might end up with trade your 32nd pick for a top 10 pick next year so it's, Ooh, yeah, it's really difficult to assess value for next year's first rounders <laughs> there you go there we go so well if I get that opportunity because obviously no one can swap a first rounder for you this this year you're the last one so if you go fine but you've got to give me your first round we'll do one for one next year and then it's just pure because the yeah, pure luck what's worse you. you end up in exactly the same spot next year yeah, you can't if they worse. win the Super Bowl <laughs> yeah like there's so it's, that's a really interesting point for them actually do you think another team will do that then you think you'll trade the first rounder for a first rounder or will they just go trade for two seconds well something? if you're a team that thinks you're one player away and the guy you really likes there mm. you might go well actually we're going to I genuinely think we're going to win the Super Bowl next year if we get this player perfect make that trade because you're just going to give up the 30 second pick aren't you yeah yeah it makes sense for the Saints yeah, it's, yeah for the Saints it's someone's gullible enough to do total it total sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah so that's that's. I think if I was the Saints I'd trade out if I was unless the, Pat Mahomes is there unless Pat Mahomes is there because I like that guy you do well he's a good he seemed pretty decent he and someone you could probably sit for a year as well the only thing I don't the only thing I don't like I don't like oh it's really tough I really don't like these like gun, not gunslingery guys, but the guys with huge arms, because you never see them do that well. You look at the guys; everyone's like big arm, big arm talent, but erratic in college. I, all I think is Ryan Mallet, and yeah. it, it do, you, do you know what I mean? Or Zach Mettenberger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just puts me off them. Like all these players, yeah, great, great arm talent, but you know, didn't do even Russ um, RG three. Look yeah. at his arm. No one talks about Andrew Luck's arm. They just did the whole, he can make all the Accurate, throws. yeah. He can, Andrew Luck can still throw at 70 yards of, through the air, or 60, 70 yards through the air. How often do you do that? Hardly ever. Give me a guy who can... But Mahomes does scramble. He does <clears> get around and... I know, but I've never seen him call a play. Never seen him call a play. Never well. seen him do these things. So I think if you're going to take him, the Saints is the perfect place. Yeah. Because you're only as good as your situation. And actually, one person he does remind me of because of the plays, because of the uh, quote-unquote arm talent, 
is someone like Aaron Rodgers, frankly. Coming out of college, I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers before <laughs> people jump on me, but he that's who he reminds Rode me of. From an arm from an arm ability, from an escapability within the pocket perspective, I think that's who he reminds me of. So there's also a really yeah. funny video of Alex Smith who was taken first overall yes. and Aaron Rodgers throwing through a tire. Have you seen this? Before the draft, in suits. In what? No. In suits. Aaron Rodgers throws it through the tire. Yeah. Perfectly. It's like really elevated. Alex Smith, who take, gets taken first overall, makes it halfway uh. to the tire. And they're like, oh, don't injure yourself. Kind of thing. Like, take him a minute. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers must have that. I was like, it's just funny for a tire and that kind of anything. So, yeah. That's, it, does make, it does make the draft video even more ridiculous, oh, doesn't it? It's hilarious. Watching but, him in the green room. Yes. I think that's who Pat Mahomes reminds you of is Aaron Rodgers yeah say it again coming out of college <laughs> coming out of college and yeah Saints if he's available I think we'll take him if not I would trade down yeah Titan- that's the only one that's the only one you're staying in for then I'm I'm saying if the Titans can move back to the mid 20s yeah I think Chiefs are most likely destination for that trade because I think they'll want to come up and get a linebacker okay so if they can move back to mid twenties, I think do it because there's enough value in this draft for them to to it for that to be worth their while. But you're telling the Browns stay where you are, but you probably won't use up those second round picks. Yeah, unless someone offers you a one for this year's, and you th- can then go up and get the first overall pick next year as well. <laughs> okay, twelve's a toughie, but I think the Titans, if you can move back ten picks rather than yeah, and stay in the first round this year, that'd be good for you because you can get two first rounders. Because they're so close. They're not a Browns, but they're still rebuilding. Like mm. they've got a really good team the Titans. Titans could be a real dark. They could be. Year. So they've you know, they've they've got a decision to make. How close do they think they are and do they think have they got a grade similar enough that they can move back ten picks and still take a play that's gonna impact them immediately? Because that's what they need. Well we're sixteen days away now, King, from NFL draft day. <clears throat> Thursday the twenty eighth. It's coming. Yep. It's a coming. I know. I'm excited. Although I trade down all the time. So, 27th actually. Thursday, <laughs> 27th. It's because I booked off the 28th. Yeah. Well, it's it's gonna hopefully be. It's gonna be on well. the 28th in England. Yeah. So hopefully everyone has booked off the 28th because you want to stay up and watch this. It is just so much fun. It's fun. And yeah, we're going to be up there with you. So if you're thinking about maybe falling asleep, uh, no one's going to be there to watch it with me. We'll be there. We'll be posting all the time. And yep. give them to date what's going on. We've said a lot of numbers in the last 20 minutes, so King. So hopefully people kept up to date with what was going yeah, on there. Yeah, sorry for my procrastination. I've never been a GM before. but <laughs> Basically, yet. trade down good. Trade down get, good. Get more picks in first two rounds good. <laughs> Getting better first rounder for your first rounder. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Miss on your first rounder, you'll be fired. Basically mm. is how the draft works, yeah. Should be anyway. Mm. So yeah, I think we better get going then, King. Let's... Let's. But uh, thanks very much for listening, guys. Mm-hmm. Remember to always hit us up on Twitter at Jim and the King. Also check out Instagram as well. We post up our pictures that get done by the amazing at DSLV. So you want to see some of the title cards that he makes for us? Um, check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast if you're not already. But until next week, guys, I've been Jim. That's been the King, and thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.